Hey guys, so I want to go ahead and apologize in advance. Uh, we planned on having Brian on, Brian on for this hunting report, but due to just tough circumstances and a tough hunt that we will get into in the upcoming episode, that didn't happen. Um, but Rick and I are going to fill in the details of what we saw up in Kentucky for our five-day public land hunt. We'll talk about general conditions time of the year, what to expect kind of moving forward. Yeah, we'll we'll certainly unpack it uh, in kind of a little bit different uh, way during the episode, like you mentioned, so we won't try to give too much away, but we do want to drill down on just some of the particulars that we might glaze over as we're telling the story during the episode and and really give a true on-demand kind of real-time hunt report that can be applied. Again, we do apologize. Brian's not here. Kind of best laid plans, right? We I had all the intentions, and to your to your credit, uh, and, or to your point, more to come. But uh, definitely a tough hunt. Didn't all fall in, in into place, and, and couldn't get him back in front of the mic. But I, I promise, for those Brian lovers out there, and I'm sure there's a couple in that in, in our audience of twelve, um, he'll be back. He'll be back soon enough. So don't worry. But we are going to dive into this real quick. Well, let me give them the Cliff Notes version, just in okay. case they don't listen to the end. The Cliff Notes version is. Stop listening to this podcast and go out into the woods immediately. Yeah, yeah. It is time right now. Unfortunately, yeah, we were just a little early, but we'll 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 pack into that. We'll get in there. So, but let's talk about that's kind of a good start. We planned the trip. You know, we're here. Um, t- today is November the eleventh, uh, and we we were there from November fifth um on right we were kind of in that early early or we were traveling from november 5th right. uh, and hunting through kind of the 8th 9th uh, in that so early november typically kind of that time you hear about in the midwest T- tell tell me about why um why, why we decided that time is kind of important to us so we knew halloween october 31st was full moon um we wanted to be off of that a little bit kind of hoping that we'd start seeing some pre-rut activity maybe with that full moon coming in so we, we kind of chose that fifth uh, to give us time away from it, a little bit different moon phase. And historically, based on what everyone's seeing, what everyone's saying, to your point, the Midwest has really been producing. And that this usually produces right around this time of year, the 6th, the 7th, the 8th. Um, this is also kind of the same time of year where most of the food is out of those fields at this point. So those cornfields, the crop have been cut those fields have been picked over. So they're starting to move more back into the woods. They're, they're back on acorns again. Um, so overall the weather is typically supposed to be good this time of year. Uh, we were 365 days ago, we were out there and it was in the teens, right? This Absolutely. year, this year it wasn't, um, you know, well, was, we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll get, get back into to that, that one. Okay. We'll get back to that. So, um, yeah, just just to kind of piggyback there, that time of year is historically, I think that that the week that a lot of people, a lot of rut hunters, like to to circle there. No different for us. We know it's going to be the time where they're where they're crazed. We've only got a couple of days to hunt, and that's the one we want to target. But you mentioned something there about the acorns. The area we do hunt, we kind of try to focus in kind of one region of the uh, of the park there. Um, and you know we do, uh, that area has some some of the few agricultural fields that are on the place, and generally that time of year the those are just getting cut so the deer are moving off of what agriculture there is. They're really now moving in close to the or, or having to really depend on the acorns for food. But you know LBL like I do. You know a lot of these Kentucky woods, a lot of places uh, that have stuff like that. You know 
everything is hardwood. Everything is dropping acres. What makes what kind of place are you looking for uh, in those woods to to differentiate this acre tree from that one? Well, that's the million dollar question, right? We have relative to what we hunt here in Florida. You know, you have a ton of ridges that run, uh, a lot of rolling hills. You have some pretty open areas to hunt. It's a lot of as we call it eye candy, right? For sure. So you have a lot of eye candy. You have a lot of acorns all over the place, and you kind of have to, for me, the the short version of this is I'm almost looking for bedding that exists around ridgelines that kind of die into each other. And some bonus points if I can find some deadfall in those ridgelines to to redirect the deer when they're they're traveling those paths. Um, If I could find bedding on top of fresh sign on top of a good ridge I almost don't care about the acorns as much because there are so plentiful there's so many that it's like you know throw a grenade out and you're going to hit one yeah yeah you kind of have to let the terrain kind of guide you to the sign and to your point um it, it, it does seem that if you can if you can get away from that eye candy which is really hard for us when we spend all year long you know, staring 30 yards into palmetto trees, really hard not to want to sit into a big open flat. But the thick was really kind of the key, at least from my standpoint, being close to something thick was really important. Yeah, you were you were in a lot of thick. Um, I had some open that was bordering that to thick, some thick right? stuff, yep. which it ended up paying off for both of us. Right. So Absolutely. the kind of the key there is you got to find the travel lanes it's helpful to find those bedding areas and those bedding areas and these type of places. If you're looking for an easy one, it's going to be thick. And I think where bedding becomes even more crucial, that that thickness is when conditions are tough, right? It's easy to see a lot of deer when everything's lining up and you got the, sure. the right moon phase. If you're that kind of hunter that follows it, if you've got the perfect weather, the perfect time of year, easy for to see deer. But what happens when those conditions aren't rough or, or aren't right? And, and, uh, you kind of alluded to earlier some tough conditions. Talk talk us through the actual conditions versus what we were expecting for that time of year. Yeah, so as I as I mentioned last year, we were in full bibs, multi layers. I, I was wearing twenty two pairs of socks, and I couldn't stay <laughs> I couldn't stay warm. Right, that's a fact. This year, I hunted multiple afternoons in a t shirt. Yeah, and I think that sums up a lot of. Yeah, we were trying to play the moon phase a little bit with that kind of full moon on October 31st, but we needed that corresponding cold snap to hit, and it never did. It's unseasonably warm right now. Yeah, yeah, and it actually, there was a cold snap right at the full moon. We get there a couple days after as the cold snap's leaving and the warm front comes in and sits on top of us. So It was was really just, there were some swirling winds. We had some okay winds a couple afternoons, but for the most part, if you're down, you're you're swirling, right? That's right. That was some just weird barometric pressures. None, nothing really kind of added up to our favor. I mean, yeah. it was almost eighty degrees some days in the woods. It's no different than hunting here right now. Yeah, and, and the barometric pressure wasn't the only pressure we were fighting. Yeah, um, you know, not only you know this this being public land. Uh, and, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people hunt public land, right? We we were hunting at a time where weather was perfect for everybody but the hunters and everybody but the hunters were packing in. So while hunting pressure wasn't a normal hunting pressure, that's kind of what you deal with. But there was added pressure just from regular park goers. So another just kind of. Uh, a notch that, that, that the conditions had hey, on top the of The weather us. was perfect for everyone 
Except, except us. Except yeah. us. Now, it was really good for a hunter that had success and was able to take a day or two off and enjoy flip-flops before he comes back home, but we'll get to that later. Now, kind of uh, in that vein, we did have a little success. Uh, you and I both had some, again, without giving too much away. What do you think was the key to your success? And I'll give the key kind of to my success. I won't get into it too much, but definitely dealt with a little bit of uh, adversity going into this hunt and going through the hunt. Um, I would say kind of my my main my main tip here, man, is just to keep grinding, keep and that's grinding. what we had to do. That's it. We we day in day out continued to work, continued to scout, continued to play wins, and that's my number one tip but the the realistic one for for lbl this time of year i don't necessarily personally like to be right on top of the bedding especially with the conditions as weird as they are so everything was not lining up how you want it to swirling winds i decided to stay off of bedding a little bit i knew where it was i had a little bit of sign in the area but i had really good terrain yep so good terrain plus bedding and a an observation sitter. An observation sitter will tell you a lot. Go up there yeah. with the intentions of spending a couple hours in that tree. If there's heavy deer activity, get down and adjust, and do not be afraid to adjust. Yeah, you were. Land. That, that that that's a good tip. You 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 adjusted. You kind of knew an area that that would produce. It started showing you deer activity really quickly, and you just kept micro adjusting, micro adjusting, and um, certainly when you've only got a couple of days, don't be scared to make those moves if you think it'll pay off. So that's a good one. Um, I'm really, really, really close to you in that first one, uh, or, or I'm dead on with you in that first one. Keep grinding. It was, there was a moment there where we were ready to, I think, just come home and call it quits. Um, and then, you know, within 24 hours, the, the tides have changed. Um, and it only takes one deer. It only takes one deer. It only takes one second. Right. Um, and, and, you know, just takes a minute to sit back and realize the, the kind of what you're really what's important right and 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 we had a good time so I, just keep grinding because it, it'll always pay off in the long run and for me i'm really close to your other one um you know i i had an idea of things i wanted to do and things i wanted to hunt and ultimately i kind of had to get into a gnarly nasty place um the deer just weren't moving far from their beds and so you had to either be be kind of tight to them in the places they were going to come feed or travel through um, like, like you did, or you had to kind of really get up in there amongst them. Like I did, I was fortunate to have a good travel route into mine, but to me, when the conditions get tough, LBL, Alabama, Florida, well, kind of Florida, I will throw that one out the window cause everything's <laughs> thick. But, um, you know, when you're in that sit in that time of year where things should be happening and they're not, the deer are going to move. The bucks are going to want to do their thing. You're just going to have to get a little bit closer to their home to do it. Yeah, you are. So let me ask you the final question for the night, Rick. Yeah, what's up? How how excited are you for next year, <laughs> dude? I, uh, the the I, if my wife is, I don't think she's going to listen to the hunt report because she she doesn't really care. You about might the get deer lucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, literally, we get home at eleven thirty um, Monday night and get in bed. I kiss everybody. Hey, I'm happy to see you. I'm glad to be home. The first thing I do is turn my Onyx on and start looking at places I want to scout next year. So, mind yeah, you, I'm super fired up. Mind you, on the trip back, I had already had Onyx out and found about yeah. six new spots. So it sounds like we both kind of know what's going on. Yeah, I'm super no. jacked. It's a special place to go. 
um, has a special place in my heart. So I can't wait to go back. If you're listening to this real time, now is the time to be in the woods. I was out of the woods three days ago. So the ninth mm-hmm. and the activity just started to kick on. Yeah, the, it was really kicking off. The bucks went from cruising to chasing almost overnight. There's still a couple chasing. The does aren't full heat yet, but yeah. now is the time to be out there. Now's the time. So Kentucky, if you can hear us, go get in the woods. Tell us what you did. Send us some pictures. We look forward to hearing from you. Happy hunting and keep grinding.